Thank you for listening to the Words and Nerds podcast. I'm your host, Danny B. Today, I'm interviewing authors for the Writers Unleashed Sutherland Shire Writers Festival, and it's such a privilege to be podcasting for this wonderful festival. A shout out to the organizer extraordinaire, Danuka McKenzie, as well as all the other people behind the scenes who have made this pivot possible. I'm super duper, super duper excited, more excited than usual, which is, you know, I'm pretty excitable to welcome my next guest, who is a repeat guest. We just came back from a live stream when we were allowed outside the house. That was exciting. RWR McDonald, welcome back, my friend. Thank you so much, Jenny. It's great to chat with you always. Always. Now, Rob, you are an award-winning author, a Kiwi living in Melbourne with two daughters and one Harry Cat. I love Harry Cat. Give Harry Cat a kiss for me. Uh, (laughs) Your debut novel, The Nancys, won Best First Novel in the 2020 NIO Marsh Awards, as well as being a finalist in the Best Novel category. It was shortlisted for Best First Novel in the 2020 Ned Kelly Awards and highly commended for an unpublished manuscript in the 2017 Victorian Premier's Literary Awards. Nancy Business is your second second novel released June this year. Is there anything you can't do, Rob? That's incredible. Oh, thank you, Danny. Um, Let, well, let's talk I'm... about all the things you can't do. Let's make it. <laughs> right. Let's make this episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I look, I, I still feel like an absolute baby. Um, <laughs> you know, just had my second book come out. So, you know, hopefully there's more books to come. Um, oh, there will be. Yeah, yeah. Funny, funny old time. Um, this time around, uh, so in Melbourne, we're in lockdown six. So in terms of writing, that's that's been going okay, which is great because um, it just it ebbs and flows with with each yeah. lockdown. Yeah. So you've been able to write this time. You feel you feel like the creative yeah. just flowing. Yeah, yeah. So I've been very, very fortunate. Um, yeah, I'm working on a standalone uh, oh that's exciting yeah so (laughs) same sort of genre or what can you tell me yes yeah so crime fiction um adult crime fiction is it the cozy sort of genre or yeah so playing playing off that so basically playing off the excuse me um golden age of crime um the country manor house murder weekend so yeah playing with that and um those tropes so um yeah it's fun it's sounds a lot of fun it's also my first time uh with historical so I don't know. Maybe I've bitten off more than I can do. I don't know. Because it's different time frames. And yeah. So, so it's, do it's, a bit of research, doing a bit of research. Yeah, yeah. So it's a fun project in terms of, of research and, you know, how it is with lockdown. Um, I've, you know, got all these extra streaming um, apps on now. So BritBox, <laughs> so you can watch upstairs <laughs> downstairs and, you know, um, films set around that time period. Wow. And there's also an earlier time period. So, um, and yeah, obviously reading and doing deep dives, but it's been good. It's been like, it's been a perfect kind of mm. lockdown project, I guess. That's yeah. great. Yeah, excellent. And you need to, I think it's so important. I mean, I've been doing a few interviews today for the festival and just really talking about leaning into that creativity and letting it mm. nourish you and let it heal you, particularly in this time, because it's a hard time for us all. You know, you guys are in Absolutely. your sixth lockdown and we're in this kind of endless lockdown and it's difficult. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think being able to lean into those things that nourish you is just life-saving, honestly. Oh, no, you're, you're absolutely right. And the, the thing is, 
um, you know, when you're writing and, you know, if you're writing a, a novel or it could be any story, but just that space it occupies in your brain, which is because it's sort of constantly, you know, trying to solve plot points and things yeah. like that, which is great. I would much rather my brain was on that than, you know, spending years, you know, worrying about things. Um, I've also noticed in this lockdown, each lockdown seems to be a little bit different, but this mm -hmm. lockdown I'm not really on social as much as I okay. used to be. Like I'm not even posting every day sometimes. Um, and I think that's just, you know, it ebbs and flows. I just yeah. think you've got to do what you've got to do. For, yeah, you know, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I think for me, obviously, I'm celebrating other people's work. And so I like to keep that going on the socials because it's about, you know, oh, going to yes. get out the other people's work where you yes. can. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And yeah, for sure, when I do jump in, that's that's pretty much what I'm looking at doing this. Mm. But you have to be careful with it too, I think, particularly in lockdown, because you can get sort of lost in the socials because you're not going out, there's not much going yeah. on. So you have to yeah. be mindful that you're using it in a purposeful way that's not going to be worse for your psychology, I think. Oh, absolutely. And and that was the thing. Like the, the, the previous lockdown, I was on social a lot, like... You know, it was. It's just, yeah, strange how it changes each mm. time. Um, yeah, and it's interesting though because I wonder, you know, what impact all these lockdowns are going to have on us eventually, like psychologically speaking. I wonder, I wonder what if that's going to change us in a way, or if we'll just bounce back. You know, as the resilient humans will be, we are. What what one sort of alternative um, future? Might be once you know, once the world is you know vaccinated and it is under control, might be a period like the Roaring Twenties, where it's oh, absolute decadence because people are catching great. up on all the things that they missed out on, particularly the young people who've mm. missed out on a lot of milestones, mm. and just everyone going, you know what? Let's give mm. life a real good tilt. I'm yeah. going to go with that one, Rob. I'm going to go with that. <laughs> yeah, well, that could be, be, could, could be quite fun for a Start while. Start a revolution. <laughs> I actually thought it was funny because um, I, I managed to slip in, um, as you know, a trip to, to Melbourne, which I'm so grateful yeah, for. And, awesome and, you know, we met see, face yeah. to yeah. face and that was such a highlight for me. Yeah. And it was in one of those little gaps that neither Sydney nor Melbourne were in lockdown. So I actually yeah. think that instead of planning ahead and, you know, doing all those things once we're locked in i'm just going to go right road trip tomorrow and i'm just going to do yeah. it yeah you know, i'm absolutely. not going to wait for three four weeks or six weeks or eight weeks i'm just going to do it when we're out of lockdown because yeah. those little moments of time that i had in between the lockdowns were you know were the best little moments i've had and, and sort of keep you going yeah no absolutely and i've been speaking to um a few friends who said the same thing they were planners now is just going to be snatching those yeah. Uh, moments yeah. yeah so that's kind of cool isn't it yeah it that's is cool. it's it's almost yeah. you know living um living more presently I yeah, guess. yeah 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 i like that now mm. we should get back to your book i mean that's why we're here oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i've been having such a lovely chat it feels like we're just having coffee again in that yeah, yeah. cool cool cafe that bram presser took us yes, to. <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> but, you know, we talk about crime and why it's so popular and, and why it resonates with people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's a lot of ideas about that in that it reflects society and it, it is also fun, but it's dark and it explores those things from the safety of our own sort of home. And I was thinking about the Nancy's and Nancy business and how much I loved both of those novels because they both had the darkness, but they also had so much humour and light. And I was wondering, how do you think those books reflect the world and what were you trying to convey maybe when you were writing it or in retrospect um, yeah. about those novels? Sure. So I think one of the things that I've realised from writing writing both of the books and reflecting is um, I share that same drive for truth that Tippy has, and I mean, Tippy is, you know, tied up with her dad and not knowing, and but there is that underlying drive, and I think that's why years ago I trained um, for print journalism, and then I realised quickly that I'm a fiction writer, not a fact writer. This was before fake news. I could have, you know, I could have had an amazing career. Um, <laughs> Um, but I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just put that out there. Um, so, yeah, so that was something that I learned. And I think from having the conception in, of the Nancy's, the idea in 2006 and letting it percolate, and then when I wrote it in 2016, you know, having seen my, my uh, two daughters are born 2007, 2008, and that was around the, um, you know, we had the ISIS beheading yeah. videos that were on YouTube and um, a lot of external events, which, you know, have been happening in other countries, uh, you know, non-Western countries that we live in, um, starting to, you know, come in like bombings and, and terrorist threats and that. Um, this sort of increasing violence plus, you know, um, access through social media. Um, so it was, it was almost like, well, this, this is a world my kids are growing up in and, you know, um, also tippy. So what would that look like if it actually visited a town where, where they lived and you have to kind of deal with it? Um, but also knowing that they've grown up with that as part of, almost part of the culture. Like it's, you know, the thing I sort of think about is when when I was growing up um, in the 70s and 80s and there was like, I mean, I was in New Zealand, so there was the threat of nuclear war, but you're also thinking we're in New Zealand, so hopefully we'll be <laughs> safe-ish. Um, you know, as opposed to, say, you know, someone growing up in America, which yeah. is such a different experience. Um, so, but never had to contend with the immediacy, I guess, of, of what kids are dealing with now. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, there was always that feeling that, you know, each generation and, and the future is going to be better than before. And this is a generation where, you know, it's, it's really difficult because, it's not the 90s or, you know, um, even the, the noughties. Uh, you know, it, it feels like things yeah. are getting to a reckoning, which needs to happen, but it's just, you know, having children growing up through that, it's it's tricky. Um, 
And so I wanted to be to have this, you know, to be facing this kind of darkness and to see that resilience, but also to have her facing that with hope and the idea that things will get better and justice will be served and the truth will come to light was really important. I loved that, Rob, so much. I'm so glad I asked that question. (laughs) (laughs) That was really, those guys got me thinking because you're absolutely right about, you know, navigating all these things as a young person and you sometimes don't even know that you're taking them in because you're young and you're thinking about having fun and growing up, but they are there. They are there and they're they're being, you know, sinking into your brain. So having that mix of hope with reality to get to truth, that's it's amazing. And even though people may not know that they're reading that when they read the Nancy business because yeah. it is a fun and joyful book. I mean, that's when you say that it's it's so clear. Like that's that's what it's about. Yeah, we no. I mean, I, I wanted to, um, I wanted to write a book. Well, both books that were easy to read and were accessible. Um, but and it was important for me. Uh, I just keep thinking of the dark uh, <laughs> under the surface, like to have all those mechanics happening and then if people wanted to go deeper in they can if mm. people just want to skim it they can but it was important for me that that they actually mean something yeah. and and i guess the other thing is for them uh for me anyway when i look at it it's like an analogy for the queer experience you've got these group of people the nazis who believe a certain truth um, in, in both of their cases that the public believes something completely different. And looking at that queer experience where our truth is different from uh, the greater public and the you know prevailing culture at the time. And so to have that as, a, as an analogy where, you know, they fight for that truth and that truth does, mm-hmm. you know, come to the surface so yeah and and you do it with just such magnificent characters that you are with them the entire way from the first page you know because there's such there's such light you know in the dark oh thank you thank you Danny. you know how much i love those characters (laughs) (laughs) i love them so much (laughs) they're they're a lot of fun to write and that's the great thing as well like i love um spending time with them there yeah and you can tell that you can tell that you have fun writing it because they're so fun to read (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and just sort of, yeah, just set them off and they go. And do Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. Now, we talked a little bit, um, you know, about what your books, what defines the two books that you've got, the Nancy series, you know, truth and reflection of society. And, you know, when you have kids, it changes your perspective on everything. You know, all mm. of a sudden your brain's exploding and think, oh, my goodness, how can I save them from this world? Yeah. <laughs> But I know you're writing a third. I mean, it's a work in progress, um, your book now, but I'm thinking yeah. if there's something, you know, besides what you've touched on about truth, et cetera, that, that is going to define an RWR McDonald book? Wow. Uh, <laughs> that's a really good question. Um, I like to ask really easy questions. On yeah, yeah. Look, why not? Um, <laughs> um, well, something that I've noticed in writing the, the, the Sandline, I think there's going to be a, there will be a sort of a flavour or a DNA, um, which is darkness. Um, it's also, um, you know, there will be humour throughout it as well. Um, I, I like to think 
I, I, well, what I'd like for my reader to have is a emotional experience. So for me, when I'm writing, I'm also thinking about and and redrafting. I'm thinking about how is this book, you know, how's this book feel? How does it how's it going to make the reader feel? You know, where do I want to go? Where where do I want to? How do I want my reader to feel when they finish the book? Um, so that's sort of, yeah, I like to kind of weave that, I suppose, um, and and certainly do, you know, consciously think about that. So I think, uh, and not sort of try not to shy away from, from anything either, instead just like really go there. I like uh, that. Yeah, so... That's what I like. Well, this is what I'm noticing with with this one because I, I had a friend who's saying, "Okay, you can tell this is you," um, which, and she meant that in a good way. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> yeah, but you're right. So, it has to have some sort of a DNA because even though you might be writing very different books, they're coming yeah. from a place you know that's you. And even though yeah. you, know, you can write. You know, we see writers do it all the time. They can write very many different things. I always feel like there's that kind of heart of a story or a book yeah. or something that that is formed by the DNA of the writer, even if they are very different stories. Yes, yeah, yeah. Because I, I mean, obviously, this is an adult protagonist. It's mm. you know, in 1933, it's set in England. You know, it's so different. Mm. But yeah, I think someone reading it or who had enjoyed my other books, hopefully, would enjoy this because it does have. It still has that sort of flavour going through it. Um, and that being said, I mean, I don't want to ever uh, restrict myself from what I write, but I think that'll be, like, I love, I love, I was going to say I love um, darkness, but, you know, what I mean, I, I think it's important for, for me as a as a author to explore darkness. Yeah. Um and I think if you're going to be exploring darkness, for me anyway, I mean, humour has been such a huge, huge part of my life from, you know, all the, you know, from as long as I can remember. And, you know, a lot of times humour is that way of coping or, yeah, absolutely. you know, just, yeah. Um, so, and sometimes we find humour in dark places, you know. Absolutely. It's that absolutely. sense of relief. You know, yes, exactly. Because, yeah, with that darkness comes so much tension, and yeah. so as a way of breaking that tension. Um, so yeah, I think they're, they're two things that are just always going to be there mm. in some form. I love that. Oh, Rob, I could speak to you for probably another four hours, but yes. um, we are under time constraints today, unfortunately. But uh, we'll revisit, you know, we will, we'll have another yeah. chat. Um, and we'll see each other soon, Danny. We will. As soon as there's yeah. that gap, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have yeah. another road trip, and uh, we'll do yeah. that again. It's um, it's so nourishing to be able to have these conversations and to then no, see so people in real life. So thank you for being an amazing writer, putting your work out into the world, and just an amazing human too, Rob. You have you. taken care of me from afar in my struggle in lockdown, and I really thank you for that. Even the smallest little um, you know, messages on twitter or whatever they make a massive difference so thank you just for being a top human oh well thank you and thank you danny for being awesome and <laughs> also for for everything you do i mean you're an incredible person and we're very very lucky to have you oh i'm gonna cry again <laughs> <laughs> <Don't you dare. laughs>
<laughs> Thank you so much, Rob. Thanks, Danny. Thank you for listening to the Words and Nerds podcast. We'd love to engage with you on social media. You can find the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, Danny V Books Words and Nerds podcast. You can also subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. Stay safe and read more books.